and welcome once again to another episode of the Horizon Roundtable. I am Bob McDonald, uh, your host, and I am at Bob McDonald on Twitter. And join with uh, joining me as always is my fellow host Jimmy Lemke. I wouldn't say always, considering I've been on once I'm in those three weeks. <laughs> I mean, I know you. I know you did the Horizon Roundtable, like yeah. I know you did the uh, the the Battle Royale over one awesome, day, but it, it was still a- three weeks. I enjoyed it immensely. I want to thank you know for everybody else for you know for for being a part of it. I thought that uh, I thought Olier Anderson was a standout. Absolutely. Flames Mania, by the way, on Twitter. Institutional memory is a huge deal, and he's been around the league as long as anybody. Longer than me, longer than pretty much probably everybody, well, you, Bob, right? Yes, thanks, because we need to point out my, anyway. Um, Jimmy's a Panther, <laughs> you, on uh, on Twitter. Um, Still, And yep. um, before we get started, we have uh, we have Jack Talley who um, is part of the Valhalla Vanguard. Uh, you can, uh, uh, with their, uh, starting with their Twitter account, and now they have a, have a podcast, so we wanted to have Jack on. Um, but before we start, a uh, little bit of uh, housekeeping there, Jimmy. Uh, yeah. The Horizon Roundtable is on Twitter now. It is. It is. We are at Horizon RT. And the reason we're in Horizon RT is because somebody took Horizon many years ago, and you can't spell out Roundtable. So. I, I remember DMing them about eight years ago when, when Brian Everson and I were putting together the, the Horizon website. Uh, they didn't even respond. <clears throat> so The account hasn't tweeted since like 2009. Of but, course. You know, you can't, so you just, can't just like take an account. Yeah. Yeah. It's one of those. It was back in the day. See, that's why, that's why I'm glad I, I, I have had my Twitter account for nearly 10 years now. And I, in fact, was yeah. fortunate enough to get Bob McDonald. Because I, I don't about, know, I don't know what I would have been able to do otherwise. So. I did get Jimmy Lemke as well. Um, yeah. I don't very often tweet from there because I usually just go from where I'm where I'm specialized. But there you go. You know, so. most of it's from Panther U. There you go. So, but so it, yeah, at Horizon RT. Um, what about what about Jack? Jack, what's your Twitter handle? Mine is Jack underscore Tally. 21 so uh there's a lot of jack tallies in the world that i found out while i was making my twitter account so there's at least 20 of them at least so yeah see this is why i was fortunate enough to get again fortunate enough to get in early like really early like before anybody knew what twitter was so yeah yeah i mean i only started i guess like five years ago so i was definitely late to the party well, five years ago, you were like 12 or something like that. So. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I was just, I don't even know if I was driving five years ago. <laughs> okay, oh, yeah. Oh, um, great. Yeah, so, um, so Jack, <laughs> um, <laughs> moving on, because I, I feel some old jokes coming on. Um, yeah. At my, in my direction, I might add. So, uh, yeah, so move Jack, on or else they're coming. Oh, God. Um, so, so Jack, you are you are a part of the the Valhalla Vanguard. Kind of explain to us um, how that started and uh, what you've done um, since the beginning, and what you're what you guys are up to now. Yeah. So, me and my roommate, uh, we're sitting in our living room after we just made the NCA tournament, and 
we're just starting to see a lot of student support towards NKU. Uh, some that we really have never seen at that school. And it was really exciting. And we were like, dude, we should like hop on board this. Like we need to make something, uh, whether that's a Twitter account, but just to get students more involved with the team. Uh, because like we were talking about before we started the podcast, uh, we don't have a lot of beat writers that cover our smaller mid-major teams. And there's just not as much coverage, especially us being five minutes from University of Cincinnati, seven minutes from University of Xavier, and an hour from University of Kentucky and Louisville. So we're kind of right smack dab in the middle of a lot of really big basketball schools. So uh, that has like, taken away from our fan base in the past. So we were like, we got to get students involved to build generations of Norse fans. That is literally what we said. That's what we wanted to do. We want the people that go to NKU to raise NKU fans and for years and years to come build a fan base. And we thought that it needs to start right now. So we made the Twitter account NKU Valhalla uh, with hopes to getting more students to games, uh, just more pride in NKU and NKU basketball. I and love it. Yeah, absolutely. I, I know Jimmy and I have, have talked about it over multiple episodes about the importance of getting students even involved or even kind of paying attention uh, to the schools. And because it does have long-reaching effects. Um, as, as I've said a bunch of times, both online and maybe even on the podcast, uh, you know, young fans become old fans and old, you know, student fans become those future, future season ticket holders. Exactly. Exactly. And, and invariably, you know, your, your program just grows without, you know, you have a thousand, say you have a thousand student fans. If you can get a thousand student fans to commit, to come out every game, you're not going to hold on to a hundred percent of those people after they graduate. A lot of those people are going to fall back into, well, I'm a, you know, I'm a Kentucky fan or I'm a, I'm a Cincinnati fan. And then they're going to, you know, there's some that are going to go back to that, but the more you can keep and the more you can keep on NKU and NKU alone, the higher chance you have for many things, you know, some of those, you know, tr- the people who stick around, you want them to be season ticket holders, the people who go away, you want them to follow the team from afar. The people that are, <clears throat> excuse me, the people of them that, you know, they, they all grow up and become professionals in any number of different things. And hopefully one of them becomes successful and maybe that person becomes very successful and maybe that person builds you something. Exactly. You know, that's, that's, that's what you, that's why it's so important to have student engagement because you want people to have a, you want people to have very fond, positive memories of their time at NKU. So something like Val, Valhalla Vanguard is incredibly important because it's, it's organically coming from the fan base rather than something that's just, you know, put together by the athletic department yeah. as a, as trying to make up something that usually never ever works. Exactly. So, um, 
with regards so you created the you created the twitter account and now that's kind of grown into into a podcast uh tell us a little about about kind of you know who your co-hosts are and uh you know what you've you've already put together you already have one episode out there um and you know kind of tell us what what your what your your direction is for for that platform yeah, for sure. So, I mean, we've just, as you guys know, the podcast scene has just been blowing up recently. Uh, I mean, specifically in the sports world, Barstool Sports, uh, they do very well and they have grown a very large brand uh, built around podcasts. And we, we were like, we have the equipment to do it. We have the place to do it. Uh, so let's just do it. I mean, hopefully people listen. If one person listens every week and enjoys it, then like that's all it is because we just wanted to have fun with it. And uh, yeah. so we recorded the first one. Uh, we got solid feedback. Uh, we know that we need to improve a little bit, but we had like over 500 listeners in the first two days and we were on SoundCloud. We're on uh, the iTunes store, we're on Google That's play. Awesome. So, yeah. uh, all that is like really exciting, but my co-host are Seth Cooper, who is the co-founder of Valhalla Vanguard. Uh, if you want to say that, and then a guy in his fraternity that I met through Seth, who was the on court host at NKU games and has just, he's a senior. He's been really involved, uh, with NKU basketball and all over NKU. And then we have some other guys with us too, but just me, Seth and Troy are the three hosts of the podcast. And just kind of for the future, we just want to have fun with it. We want to do like weird, crazy stuff. And uh, we're having Drew McDonald on Tuesday. And we hope that Drew, me being friends with Drew, I've been friends with Drew since high school. Hopefully Drew feels comfortable enough to just like, relax and it's just like we're talking in a living room and not that he's talking to like a news reporter from fox 19 or uh lance McAllister, who's the cincinnati uh radio radio personality yeah. so I, I don't know just something authentic and real that fans can listen to uh to get information about nku and just uh have fun and uh I don't know. I mean, I'm really excited for it. I'm excited for the future. Uh, I think we'll be able to have some really fun guests on there and talk a lot about, I mean, NKU and the Horizon League and just, again, just trying to make more fans. Uh, so it's cool. Yeah. I'm, I, I, I love it, man. I, I hope you're really yeah. successful at it. Hey, absolutely. I and I, I like the idea that you're doing something that's 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 specific to your school. I know, uh, you know, Jimmy and I we talk all about you know hori- all the Horizon League teams as, yeah. or as much as we can. But um, it's always good to have kind of a specific focus on the school. There's not a, I don't see a I, I we don't hear a lot of that in terms of podcast. I know. Um, you guys do it. Um, uh, the guys at the Reserve News, we're going to actually have them on uh, next week. They do a podcast, The Viking Invasion, that talks about Cleveland State. Mm-hmm. Um, but honestly, I don't know of too many other schools that are taking that next step. And it, I think it has a lot to do uh, with the, as you mentioned, it, that the organic 
you know, the students starting the, this group together and wanting to build it as opposed to, say, a, you know, the, the school trying to put something together. That there's a lot of, there's a lot of out. like, there's a lot of positive things that come from it, it being done by the students. Yeah. Or, or by or by fans in general, and the reason the reason the biggest reason is that there's there's a there's already a uh, built connection between fans a lot, especially when you're talking about mid major schools, where fans just we just know each other. Yeah. You know, we can you know you can walk into like I can walk into State Fair in August, and somebody will be like, "Hey, Jimmy, what's going on?" And be like, "Hey, man, I haven't seen you since basketball season." Yeah, that's just something that happens because there's not a lot of us in the crowds at our at our games, so yeah. that's just generally like something that happens. You know, for us, the other thing that is a benefit for for like the fans doing it versus the athletic department doing it is that when fans do it. There's a, uh, I don't want to say this like, uh, how, how do I say like a, um, there's like a validity There's a little bit it. more autonomy. There's validity to it. There, there, yeah. There's a, there, it's, it's not, it's not fake. It's not forced. It's not. Well, um, well, see the other thing too, Jimmy, and this is something that, that I hearkened back to for many, many years ago. If you, if, you know, you, you, there's also there. You also run the risk of you know potentially, you know, playing favorites, if you will, and you you might have you know somebody. I always I don't know maybe call call me paranoid or something, but you know if 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 uh, if it is, if the university is if the, if the athletic department is you know trying to put this student section together and you got a, you know got one of these student fans who steps a toe out of the line, are they persona non grata after that point? Which is well, something to think about. There's you definitely have like a there's definitely a status that comes along with doing things like that like just like there is with doing things that we do like you know Panther U and you do bar you know you you have the you know, websites that you write write for mm-hmm. for now you know for there's now. there's a certain status that come there's a certain status that comes along with it and you sometimes have to kind of walk like you can't really go out there and just be. You can't go out there and just talk about a guy's mom. Like you can't, you yeah. can't go out there and trash talk <laughs> no. a player like they're, the other they're, they're... the other guys can because yeah. that's gonna come back to you. Um, I remember, you know, there there are several points when I would like lead chance in the student section, and then people would come back to me later and be like, "I can't believe you did this," and I'm like, "Oh, that's right. You know who I am. I'm sorry." <laughs> yeah. See, Jimmy, that's the difference between you and I. I don't care. <laughs> I mean, I yeah. have some standards, but by and large, I well, you have a just... you have a filter. You have a you have a better filter than I do. Um, uh, I have, yeah, I just sorta. I had to grow up. sorta sorta. Oh yeah, I sorta. I had I had a player's mom, but yeah. I had a I had a woman I had a woman soccer player's dad come over to me in the student section in the middle of a game and say, you know why people don't come out to games like this? Because of assholes like you. And he said it in front of like all these like eight year old kids. Oh, <laughs> I won't even point we out hadn't the been, We hadn't been swearing because of it, because of these kids, but we were still being kind of rough. Well, and he, he kind of came after me and I was like, Oh my God. Have a, <laughs> it, just, it just, it just happens. Did you guys hear about uh, Grant Benzinger's mom with us this year? 
Uh, oh, no, we've always I, had we've always had things with players. Our our, our fans and Chad Canodal, who was on your thing last week, is going to laugh because he knows what I'm about to say. But we had a thing with a uh, AJ Pocker's mom a few years back oh, from yeah. Wright State. Uh, they they in fact had a they every time that she would get yelling at them because she would just you know she would always engage the other team's fans which is just a terrible idea if people can figure out who you are and you're a family member of a player. Oh, yeah. It they, was really They bad. would sing A.J. Pocker's Mom's Got It Going On. Oh, uh, no. A.J.'s Mom's Got It Going On. And she just... <laughs> she didn't uh, really like it all that much. Um, <laughs> I'm going to say no. No. That culminated in the 14 title game. Uh, oh, there was, he... in, in the Nutter yeah. Center, they were not happy with us at all. <laughs> but, it, but it was so so, yeah. so jack what, what so the situation that's it i and you know for those of you who, who you know kind of a brief synopsis uh, maybe pg 13 version of it of of the of that situation because i i i'm sure that some of our listeners might know what that mean you know, that was but others yeah. may not be <laughs> yeah for sure well she came to nku because Wright State came to us first and I mean it was a Thursday night dollar beer night it was oh, like boy. I mean we had about the best. yeah it, it was we had about uh 1500 students there probably like 6,000 fans and it was it was a packed house and she had this sign because he's from Cincinnati and I mean I'm not going to get into the whole is Northern Kentucky, Cincinnati thing, whatever. But uh, she had this sign that said Cincinnati loves Benzinger. And I mean, like a lot of our students are from Cincinnati and like we hate Benzinger and all this stuff. But she has this sign and it says, yeah, Cincinnati loves Benzinger. She's like waving around and going crazy. And she like got into a altercation with, the people behind her because she kept like whipping it behind her and it hit what? and it hit a dude in the face and they get <laughs> oh, into no. it. yeah they get into it and then she's just like yelling at our players when they're like going in the <gasps> tunnel like calling them losers like after right state beat us like at nku and then in the horizon league tournament after we lost the first game she was there too and we were like walking in the locker room after we lost and she's like yelling at the players again, like go home, go home Norse. You guys suck and all this stuff. And Oh my God. Yeah. And then on Twitter, she got in a Twitter fight with our NKU Valhalla Twitter account. What? Oh, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. So it was just great. It was craziness. She was like yelling at us, calling like calling us unclassy and, uh, how well, she, I, like, she, I'll, say, I'll say this. It was bad. I will say this. There's always two sides to a story, and I'm it, sure somebody was quite not classy. Oh, with, with I, her somewhere I, along the line. Oh, oh no, oh no, for sure. I mean, she was getting, she was getting booed. Like people were cussing her out that were sitting what? over there, and I mean, wow. yeah. So yeah, it was, it was not a good look for, <laughs> for either fan bases, uh, to be honest. So it was yikes. Wild. Wow. I don't know. It sounds awesome to me. Uh, well, well <laughs> you know, I like that stuff. Well, g- given that, given that she was, uh, she was rooting against you guys in the tournament and knowing yeah. who you guys lost to, I'm kind of okay with that last part. <laughs> yeah. I understand. AJ's mom has got <laughs> a going on. Oh no. 
See, we. From, uh, yeah, <laughs> you're right. I, I take it back, Jimmy. I actually do have. Th- yeah, no, there's no way I would ever do that. <laughs> of course, I'm probably. Of course, I'm probably old enough to be all of their uh, any Horizon League players. You know, father anyway. Father. So. <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe you're. You know, maybe you could have been AJ Parker's my dad. You know, who knows? Yeah. Who knows? Uh, okay. No. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! Uh, yeah. So, anyway, um, so it's I, I'm really happy to have Northern Kentucky because the fans are engaged, and that's absolutely. that's the that's the most important thing for that program going forward is keeping people engaged. Yeah, um, I think with and I it's think hard with, to do it when you only have a basketball team. I, I will say that it is really hard to do it. Yeah. Um, but, but but the way that the way that Northern Kentucky, I mean, it's it's kind of to me, it's kind of an anomaly because. And maybe that's because I have really we've we've engaged in um, having brought in schools that have not exactly been as engaging in the past. Really? Um, Tell me more. Cough, cough, IUPUI. Oh, God. Not who you were thinking of, was it, Jimmy? (laughs) No, I was thinking of Youngstown State, but that's fine. I mean, it's the same deal. But at the same time, too. I mean, you, you, you. But at the same time, I mean, within, within the three, within the two or three, the three or four years that, um, within the three four years that the Northern Kentucky has been in in the Horizon League, they've already gone to, they've already gone into an NCAA tournament, already gone to an NIT. Um, they, you know, you 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 have you see kind of uh, uh, even in the face of as Jack pointed out the fact that you're. You know, you're you're across the river from two powerhouse, two powerhouse Division One programs, and an hour away from two even uh, two even bigger powerhouse programs. And for how did to, uh, how did Cincinnati renting out the building? That's work a good question. Uh, I, I, I was curious about that. Yeah, uh, I don't know. It, uh, it kind of had a little bit of started a little bit of bad blood between the two schools, which was weird, uh, but. I mean, we hated the traffic it brought. Uh, yeah. We would complain about it on Twitter, and then they would roast us for saying, well, if you guys could sell out a game, then you guys would know what it's like or whatever. But so, <laughs> but I mean, it, it was it was good. I mean, I've always cheered for UC. Uh, I wouldn't really call myself a UC fan, but uh, I mean, yeah. I cheer for UC. I cheer for the local teams, but... Yeah, I mean, I think, I think it got us a home game with them in 2020. I think they're coming to us. So cool. uh, nice. that's, that'll be really fun. But, I mean, yeah, uh, it made a lot of money for BB&T, and uh, that helped us. So I don't know. I was fine with it. There are some students that uh, did not like it. and uh, – but also, we pissed off UC fans a lot because we would only let them change the floor for like national TV games. So they had to play on like the Norse floor, and that really pissed That's off awesome. a lot of people. Oh, so sad. <laughs> those yeah. poor, those poor bitches. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, so, I have no love yeah. for for. I have no love for any high major fan who wants to complain about life. Oh yeah. You try you try going to games with a thousand people at them and then you tell me tell me how hard life is. Yeah. Uh, exactly. Yeah, well I'm sure you'll I'm sure they'll console themselves with the latest grad transfers who want to be play for them or whatever. That's what I'm saying. 
So, you like, know, life I, I, is yeah. good. Shut up. So, so in terms of Northern Kentucky, I want to get uh, getting back to the Northern Kentucky um, specifically. You know, it, it's it, it's been a pretty astronomical trajectory to this point, and I I see. You know, we already see, you know, first of all, you got a solid base coming back next year. Mm-hmm. You you bring in uh, you bring Adrian Nelson, who decommitted from whatever smoldering dumpster fire is going on in Detroit Mercy. Yeah, that was bad. Oh, it's still going on. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm trying to fit. Yeah. The, so so and then and I see a big push make being made for Armand Davis. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Just to talk about that real quick. Uh, he just came on a visit. Uh, he really, really enjoyed it, but I'm also very, very nervous. Uh, I was talking to some of my inside sources on the team and he said that he really enjoyed it. Uh, and I think that it's kind of looking pretty likely that we're going to land them, but I'm also really nervous because uh, he's, I don't know if he still is there, but, uh, he went to UC Santa Barbara and, uh, that campus is one of the most beautiful campuses I've ever seen in the world. I'm and sure the women out there are beautiful and they are it, not it, a bad consistently team. ranks in the top 10 yeah. party school too, apparently. Yeah. So, so I mean, not like that makes a difference. I mean, but yeah. you know, but, but I mean, so that definitely makes me nervous. Because, I mean, UC Santa Barbara is not a bad team. I think they finished, like, second in their conference last year. So, uh, I mean, UC Santa Barbara is a solid program out in sunny California. Uh, So, that does make me a little nervous. But I think landing him would be really big. Then we also – Justin Coleman from Samford. But we're just in his, like, top ten schools. But also Arizona, Ohio State, Marquette, and Auburn are in those – top schools as well so that doesn't look very likely but it would be nice to land two grad transfers that's for sure yeah absolutely the thing Uh, about the thing about spring spring recruiting is that you really hope that they commit right away yeah um the your your chances of landing them after after they leave and they haven't committed lower they're not they're not they're not nothing they're not even i mean you still could be 90 percent there it's just the more the more campuses they see if they're what was it uc santa barbara you said he's he's checking out yeah yeah uc santa barbara right now how is santa barbara right now weather's probably kind of nice yeah I, i bet it's i bet it's 70 degrees and sunny it's i'm i'm looking out the window I'm looking out the window in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, and seeing five inches of snow on the ground, and wondering why the hell I live here. <laughs> oh, come on! It's... I've heard Milwaukee's awesome. Milwaukee is awesome. Milwaukee's fantastic. We have problems with alcohol, but you know, <laughs> it's still a fun place to be. I bet it is. <laughs> like we literally have a problem. When well, the when the largest when the largest uh, when when the largest lobbying group in the state is the tavern league you have issues <laughs> well i know people with several duis like like <laughs> ten like 
Like, I know multiple people who have eight or nine of them. I'm sorry, what? <laughs> yeah. Oh, jeez. There, there was a guy who got, like, 13. 13? And they still let him, like, you know... Oh, they still let him drive. <laughs> yeah, like... It's 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 crazy. It's just it's just crazy how we are in Milwaukee. But yeah, sometimes you have to drink because you look outside on April fifteenth and there's several inches of snow on the ground and you just just it's just the worst. <laughs> it's just the worst sometimes. Like, okay. <laughs> now, as far as like Northern Kentucky, have you have you given any thought to the fact that? Um, Northern Kentucky, the Norse, is actually the southernmost team in the Horizon League. Ah, uh, yeah, I know. It actually actually kind of <laughs> makes me sad because uh, here at here in NKY, we take so much pride with being uh, separated from the boonies of Kentucky and yeah. being more of a suburb of Cincinnati and just being more north than. Uh, I don't know. I'm not a Southern man. I don't want to be associated with the South. I'm not a Southern man. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, I guess it does kind of strike my pride a little bit that we're the southernmost team in the Horizon League. But I, I, I just think it's a it's a funny little quip. <laughs> yeah, um, funny. You know, well, it's not it it's not their fault that the Horizon League doesn't want to expand. I mean, yeah, that's true. <laughs> well, I think it's not. I don't. <laughs> I don't think the uh, the problem is that the Horizon League doesn't want to expand. I think the Horizon League problem right now them. is nobody wants to go here except probably Fort Wayne. Um, and I'm guessing Western Illinois would want to come, but oh. like we would even want them. Yeah, like even John LeCrone wouldn't take those guys. So, Oh, are you sure? Uh, actually, as, you, as, as I say that and as you say that, I'm actually not sure at all. Uh, I'm sure I wouldn't put it past him. Oh I no no no! Past him, yeah. No, I was uh no I I made the, uh yeah I made the uh I made the the comment that uh, hey hey Southern Indiana is coming to a uh, Division One maybe we might want to hop on that train I don't know. Oh. No, we don't hate Southern Indiana and Milwaukee actually. The beautiful Milwaukee, Southern Indiana. Well, well, Southern the different here's the problem with Southern Indiana is that they're in a town with another Division One program that's. Another mid-major. Where is it? That left, that left Evansville. Yeah, and left Evansville left the Horizon League. Yeah, because, to to join the Missouri Valley. Back in what was it like the early nineties? Yeah, and that hasn't sh- shaken out very well for them. Yeah, so and I there's... think Southern Indiana might think of it as like a shot for them to take take over. And obviously, Southern Indiana has been a wildly successful Division Two program. I mean, True. we know in Milwaukee that you know. Bruce Pearl won national title there, um, so it's you know it's a it's a good program, but I don't know how much you can take. You Evansville, don't have to break Indiana. out my map and find out if Southern Indiana is to the south or to the north of Northern Kentucky, and that will just thanks Jimmy. That's just going to confuse me. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure Evansville is north of of Cincinnati, but it's also it's also pretty far south and west. Like I think it's on the border of Illinois. Like it's yeah. just it's 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 the middle of fucking nowhere. <laughs> it's the absolute well, middle it of nowhere. Is. Oh, which man. is which, yeah, you... which which would be the number one reason why they shouldn't be in this conference. Yeah. Because because so many conferences are putting together uh they're putting together programs, they're trying to put together teams based on, you know, who has the best 
teams or who will have a good team where and they're starting to go away from what really makes teams like fit together geography evansville would be fine but you know well excuse me not evansville but evansville is a city southern indiana as a as a team but like we are a we are a conference of like major public urban universities yeah yeah. Except for Detroit, except for Mercy, but of course Mercy is really only. I mean, Mer- Mercy's really there because they were they were one of the founding programs. But and if you were the to last take, ones left. If you were to take Mercy out, and you know, put them in a different conference, what what did the remaining nine schools have? Were your large urban universities? Yeah. And most of us are major ones. I mean, Green Bay is a small school. And Youngstown State's a small school, as far but I, I, I but like for the for the most part we're all big big schools. Yeah, uh, actually I don't know how many students Youngstown State has. If uh, do you have a, do you know off the top of your head, Bob? Uh, no. Generally, okay. Green no. Bay. I don't know if you guys know this, but Green Bay only has about six thousand students. Yeah, Youngstown State I think has more than ten thousand. Thing. Green Bay, Green Bay is about like Green Bay is like the the twelfth largest four year school, four year UW school, like UW Oshkosh, Eau Claire, Platteville, Whitewater. Like there's all these schools that are twice or th- almost three times, well twice the size of Green Bay. And, <laughs> but Green Bay is the Division One school because what are they? They're they're the they're a the the university for an urban area, or at least somewhat urban area, which is Brown County, the Green Bay area. So they fit because it's a it's a it's an urban setting. You know, they they play their games at the Rush Center. They're 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 part of a city. Northern Kentucky yeah. is suburban, but it's still largely just it's Cincinnati. You know, Wright State is in Fairborn. We think of it as Dayton. Yeah, and then you have, and then you have, you know, Oakland. Oakland's a lot like Northern Kentucky. It's a suburban school for suburban Detroit. Youngstown is a little bit more like, you know, Wright State in that it's a, from a smaller urban area. Of course, Youngstown benefits from being the only one there, but Youngstown also has the problem of that it's, you know, the the you know it's a Rust Belt town that's kind of fallen apart, as Bob and I know very well. You you you. There's there's not a whole lot of money there anymore, and the other problem with being in Ohio is that there's a billion schools there, mm-hmm. and oh. Ohio State is king. Everywhere. Yes, Always. yes, it is. Which is why but every like, yeah the yeah. end all be all team in existence in Ohio is Ohio State. But when As you look at know. Milwaukee, IUPUI, UIC, you know these are those three schools specifically are Big Ten enrollment size schools. Yeah. In major in in major cities how does southern indiana in evansville indiana really fit that it doesn't yeah, it, it, it doesn't fit it much at all nope but then again you know lacron said you know they're not doing expansion this year so it doesn't matter and it may not well, it probably won't matter in the future and honestly I, I think they're not doing expansion because i think grand canyon and new mexico state looked at it and said okay we don't really need to be a part of it no. The thing about the thing about the whack that New Mexico State and Grand Canyon have been so longing to leave is that they, they can plug in 
whatever team out west is coming into Division One. Yeah. You know, if it's something Baptist or whatever school, like they can just Cal, pick Cal them up, Baptist. pick them up, plug them in. I don't buy the idea that Grand Canyon's going to the West Coast Conference to they, replace well, a departing Gonzaga, which they're not doing anyway. <sighs> Yeah. There, there. Uh, that that is not like for not sure. Moment. Yeah, uh, don't don't. Gonzaga is flirting with it. They've flirted yeah. with it twice. We know they flirted with the new Big East. We know they flirted now with the Mountain West. We know that Gonzaga is looking for the door. So that's yes. all we really need to know from from that angle is that Gonzaga is looking for the door. So if they leave yeah. the West Coast Conference, Grand Canyon wants to fill that spot. But mm-hmm. I'm I'm in a town with I'm in a town with Marquette. I grew up in this town. I know the Jesuits. I grew up. I, I'm Irish Catholic. I grew up in that. I know what the Jesuits are. I know what 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 private Catholic universities would would look at with Grand Canyon University. And I know it's going to be an emphatic no, even if Seattle University is m- marginal at best. They would take them over Grand Canyon. It's it's that strong. BYU probably could have been in the West Coast Conference earlier had the Catholics not looked at the Mormons and said, I don't know if I want to be a part of those guys. Yeah. So the West Coast Conference is largely a Catholic league. So it's there's there's still like a weirdness about it. Over by you guys, um there's a reason that Dayton's not in the Big East. If Dayton were if the university if if uh, University of Dayton were a Jesuit school and not a Marianist school, they'd be in the Big East. Yeah, but they're a Marianist school. They're not Jesuits. Xavier doesn't want them to be there. Yeah, there's there's a reason for it, and Grand Canyon is so much not even Marianist. So like, no. if if not if if. If the University of Dayton that is established and one of the top 25 teams in attendance every year and is, you know, has an elite aid in the last couple of years, if they can't get into the Big East because of these, because maybe partly because of these, this religious, you know, undertones, how is a Grand Canyon, which is a for-profit school that has. Although it may not has, be much longer, by the way. Yeah, well, they're tr- they're trying, but Bob, you have a lot of experience in. Well, you know, let me tell you. Let me explain to you schools. what they so, yeah, how they wanted to get around this. So, so as I understand how they wanted to, because they've tried to become a nonprofit within the last couple of years. They did yeah. it a couple tried to do it a couple of years ago, and they got shut down. The reason for that, theoretically, is because they were going to make the institution itself. A nonprofit, but then they were going to spin off the services division or something like they were going to they were going to spin off this this for profit company that provided services to the university at a profit. Which you know, I, I don't want to get too much into my 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 dist my not so distant past, but yeah, I'm not really. Suffi- suffice to say, Grand Canyon doesn't really have a move in to there into the West Coast Conference. No. But with the struggles of our conference in the last couple of years, yes, Grand Canyon and New Mexico State looking at are looking oh, no at way. us as why there's, there's no way, not especially not after this year, mm-hmm. absolutely not. With with those two teams, we're barely stronger than the WAC with those two teams. So it's yeah. kind of a what whatever. 
Robert Morris might be a team in the future, but I'm not sure that they'd be interested, especially as we've gotten more and more public over the years. Yeah. IUPUI, Northern Kentucky, Oakland. You know, these are these are all schools that are basically replacing private schools. So there's a less of a, you know, there was a time when we were talking about adding teams. I mean, you remember when we had nine and then yeah. we added Valparaiso. Yep. Then it was, okay, if there's going to be an 11th and a 12th, they're probably, they're more likely to be private. So we can have this private public, you know, uh, partnership. Yep. And now it's, now it's Detroit and then, Mercy. And then, on Loyola, and then Loyola left and yeah. then Valpo left leaving Detroit Mercy to be the last private school, essentially. They got the, they, they got the facilities, which is, which is what Northern Kentucky has going for it at at yeah. best right now. Is that you know Cincinnati UC is building that you know they're they're are they building or are they renovating their arena? They're renovating it. And how many seats does that thing hold? Uh, I think it'll get up after this renovation. I think it's up to eighteen thousand. Okay. There's uh, a major problem. There's a major problem with this, is that as as video production of games becomes more and more accessible, especially this ESPN Plus thing that they just announced. Okay, I, I want to talk about that, that, that more shit for just there a hasn't, second. There hasn't been there hasn't been any announcement regarding college basketball, but you can see that this ESPN Plus is built perfectly for these college basketball games. Yeah. Which is outstanding be, except I, for the fact I don't want to pay five, an extra five bucks on a month on top of, you know, what I'm paying for ESPN now. Yeah. Well, I mean, which is don't have cable. Cut the cord. That's what, that's what this is about is for the people who they know that, that people are going to be cutting the cord. I mean, that is people any, have the, been cutting the, the cord. The basketball season is literally the only reason why I ever watch anything that in the NBA playoffs, maybe. Fun. The, the reason that the reason that I bring it up specifically is that basketball, college basketball, uh, sports, most sports are are lowering in attendance yeah. because people are seeing saying to themselves, why spend the time and money to go down and sit in an uncomfortable seat to be part of an experience that maybe isn't as good of an experience anymore. So in the head with a sign. This is why this is why the this is a, one of the other Horizon League's other problems is that we have all these big buildings. Well, University of Cincinnati building the eighteen thousand—that's awful. It's a terrible idea. Duke it, it, has actually, had problems getting uh, students to games, uh, and they it's, have a nine thousand seat arena. Agree with that because of the fact that and, and it, with with the U.S. the U.S. Bank Center, correct? Is you know if they're expanding to eighteen thousand. In Cincinnati, I mean, I'm thinking of it big, pic- bigger picture than bas- than just UC basketball. Because if you th- if you look at some of the large, you look at some of the bigger venues, like um, in Columbus, you got um, in Cleveland, you got Quicken Loans Arena. You know, these are these are venues that are not only just for you know athletics purposes, but these are places. Yeah, you know, for well, I mean, concerts it, and things it, it like matters. That. So, it matters what the ownership I mean, getting- is. Does the university yeah. does the university own that building? Yeah, That's so so it, I'm I was wrong. They're actually they're downsizing. They're they're going to be at thirteen thousand, but oh. they play mm. they play at Fifth Third Arena, which is in Clifton, which is where Cincinnati is. So U.S. Bank Arena, which is right next to the Red Stadium, they actually don't play there. But that holds about seventeen thousand. 
but that is oh. like but that is like a total dump the u.s bank arena so uc has their own arena and xavier in fact it was so it was arena. so it was so bad that when they were renovating their own fifth third bank arena yeah. going to u.s bank arena was a dumb idea they'd yeah. rather go pay the, for the nicer building at bb and t yeah so oh, there's a lot of bank arenas down there yeah yeah there are so <laughs> Yeah, the U.S. Bank Arena, uh, they haven't had basketball in there for, gosh, I don't even know how long. They did the Crosstown shootout there with Xavier and UC for a couple years, but everyone hated it. Uh, Oscar Robertson played in it. It was probably the last time they had. Yeah, the Royals played in it, I think, or before it was named U.S. Bank Arena or whatever. But or No, I think they played in the Cincinnati Gardens. So, uh, But, yeah, so – all that is interesting, but yeah, no, I I totally agree though. Downsizing to thirteen thousand is really smart for you. That makes sense. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense to me. So yeah, 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 it, yeah. No, I agree completely because there are a lot of people. Why why would I want to be crammed into bleacher seats when I could just watch it at home? Unless you're a Kentucky fan and you just go into Rupp Arena because you're psychotic and you want to see. Well, <laughs> There's something different about Kentucky. When you're talking about UK, th- what we have up here that's closest to that is not any of our college teams. It's the Packers. The yeah. Packers are religion. In yeah. Ohio, what you've got there, I mean, the Browns are very much like that. I mean, they still sell out, even though they've been god-awful for so yeah. long. That's A because, guy, yeah, I, I, I don't want to get into the Stockholm Syndrome on that. Um <laughs> And they're going to be worse. They're going to be bad for a long time. Joe Thomas retired. And he's like two years older than me. I, I couldn't believe it. <laughs> you poor bastards. You can't get any worse than 0-16, man. Come on. <laughs> oh, trust me. When they expand and drop down the preseason, you got 18 regular season games. Oh, oh and 18 is going to feel pretty nice. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> Uh, yeah, but you're absolutely, you know, but you're also talking, you know, and it's funny you mention that because in each one of these places, each one of these places, you know, the football factor does play, you know, in, 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 in your neck of the woods, it's going to be Green Bay in Cleveland, even though they suck something awful, you're still going to have the Browns, you know? So, I mean, it does come into play a little bit, but you know, that's. In but Cincinnati, you've got Marvin Lewis. Oh my yes. gosh! No, we're yeah, not talking about. We're not talking about that, man. <laughs> See, the tears have been shed because of the Bengals in my household. So I don't yes. like to talk about them, man. And maybe not the best time to bring. Maybe not the best time to bring the Packers up, Jimmy. Yeah, come <laughs> on, whatever. <laughs> All right. Um, I've gotten to see my titles. <laughs> Rub it in, why don't you? Jeez. Yeah, come on, come here. <laughs> so I think with I think with that we're gonna we'll go ahead and close out we'll close out the podcast. Uh, Jack, appreciate uh, appreciate your time. Um, just again, uh, remind everybody where where you can find the uh, Valhalla Vanguard podcast. Yeah, so uh, we're gonna be on we're on iTunes, we're on SoundCloud, uh, also, and we're on Google Play if you have an Android. Also, we're on norsereport.com our good friend chris hart uh he we had on with on the battle royale yeah and he is also going to be a part of this podcast at some point uh 
So he's awesome. He knows a lot about NKU. But, yeah, I mean, you could just check out our Twitter. We'll post it Wednesday morning. Uh, Great. So our second one with Drew McDonald. So it's really Wonderful. exciting. All right. All right. Well, that about wraps it up here for us here at the Horizon Roundtable. Um, just like uh, just like Valhalla Vanguard, you can find us uh, wherever you can, wherever po- good podcasts are found, iTunes, Google Play. Um, Jimmy, you mentioned you use Pocket Cast. Is that what you use? Well, I use Pocket Cast on Android. I, yeah, I so love it. Go. I get oh. that. I get Star Talk. I get. Let's see. I get a few different podcasts. Yeah. I have a recommendation. Uh, if you like if you like humor, the Onions podcast, um, a very fatal murder is hilarious. Oh boy. I would just point that out. So, it's and, really uh, good. and of course we're yeah. hosted on uh, we're hosted at Sports Hacks, sportshax.com. So um we are we'll, some we'll, hacks, we'll, we'll, so yeah. It's a good there idea. It's a good name. So. There you go. So, all right. Well, uh, we will, uh, we'll, uh, we thank you for your time and, um, and we'll, we'll catch you next episode. Thanks everybody.